Welcome to Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and today we have another amazing guest, an amazing topic. My guest today is Christine Shlonsky. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, great to have you. And we're talking about how to run a profitable coaching business. This is a very, very important and critical topic for business owners, especially coaches. And uh, we're going to dive very deep into this, talk about profitability, why you need to be profitable, how to be profitable. And we're going to share with you an amazing, beyond amazing resource uh, with 20 different gifts uh, that will help you boost your coaching business's profitability in ways that you probably don't even know about yet. So, Christine, how's your day going so far? So far, so good. I'm all the way over here in Germany. It's late at night. So what else could you do besides sleep? And that would be boring. All right. <laughs> Have you had your coffee yet? <laughs> yeah, well, in the later afternoon, yes. <laughs> all right. Beauty, beauty. So what's been keeping you busy these days? Well, you know, I've working, I have been working on this wonderful project where I have gathered 25 of the best speakers and experts when it really comes to building a profitable coaching business where you have like all these different elements you kind of need to take into consideration, right? There's like the planning piece and then there's a piece like, do I hustle too much? Do I push too much? What do I need to look at to become a profitable coach? How do I ask for money? Do I ask for money? How do I make my price? It has all these different facets and I'm beyond excited to get this out to the world and to really share it with those heart-centered coaches who are looking for more impact, who want to serve more, but who also need to make more money so they are taken care of and they feel happy and supported and are in the position to make their own dreams come true. Beauty, so please refresh us on your story. What is your story and how did you get here? Yeah, so I started out in sales, not even wanting to be in sales. And then I realized that I had something. I was pretty good at it and I became better and better. But, you know, there was this day where I realized I'm climbing the corporate ladder in Germany, but still a corporate ladder. And it didn't feel aligned anymore. And... I felt uncomfortable in the job and I figured out, well, if I stay, I'm going to be unhappy. If I leave, I'm just going to start from scratch at a new company and pretty soon I'm doing the same thing, climbing the career ladder. I'm going to be unhappy too. So I became a coach <laughs> to figure out why I was unhappy and how I could change so that things became better. And during that coach training, which took a whole year, we had a session towards the end, how to sell ourselves as coaches. And I could just watch all these amazing people in the room who have trained so hard, who had learned so much over the years, who have brought so much knowledge and love into the space that they seem to struggle just with the thought of, of course, I you know, sell my packages or I offer my services. And I realized in this moment, well, there seems to be a need in the market to sell people how to sell with ease, with grace, with confidence, because by the time then I already was, um, you know, a sales manager, a senior sales manager, and I was handling teams. I was helping people to sell, to learn how to sell, to become even better in sales and yeah, I could really see how that there was a disconnect with being heart-centered and making offers, being heart-centered, asking for money. And yeah, I started to, to learn, to study, and then that's what I do today. I help heart-centered entrepreneurs, mainly coaches, to really sell this grace and ease and confidence so that they can help others and by helping others also make their own dreams come true. Absolutely. And there's this, some of the coaches that I know, especially the heart-centered people, have a hard time asking for the sale. Yeah. And uh, that becomes difficult, which hopefully we could, we could shed some light on that today in our, in our conversation. Yes, definitely. So what is your approach and view on profitability? So somehow, and it's not just, you know, I 
can compare different countries because I've lived in different countries, I've observed different cultures, and to be profitable seems to be a word or a, a sentence that kind of comes with a taste that's not wonderful. It seems like we have to take something from somebody else, right? Are we at somebody else's cost, we make money. And being profitable basically means that at the end of the day, your business is also working for you. Like you have enough money coming in that A, you can pay all of your bills and B, you can enjoy the lifestyle that you want to enjoy. I know so many heart-centered coaches who are looking for their freedom, right? They want to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. And yeah, not having enough money is just pretty limiting. You can give and give all day, but if you don't receive anything in return, you are going to burn out. So I think being profitable is really, really important for you as a business owner, as a coach, because it will give you kind of a safety net as well. Mm -hmm. It will help you to make your dreams come true. And it also helps you to serve even better because if you have to worry about money all the time, you can't serve in a way that you could if you know everything's fine and you do what you do because you love it. And I think that's really the piece of being profitable to make sure there's more than enough at the end of the day for all the hard work you have put in. Beauty, beauty. Tara says, hi, welcome, Tara. Good to see you. If you have any questions about um, coaching businesses and profitability, feel free to put them in the chat box and Christine will do her best to answer your questions. Um, I'm going to ask some questions that are like are going to sound somewhat dumb and obvious, but I think over the years I've experienced people not even pay attention to the stuff because some things are so obvious that we don't um, pay attention to it. So tell us the difference between sales and profitability and how people mistake that. Yeah. So basically, so when you make a sale, right, it's like you give a service or a product and you receive money that does not mean that you are profitable right profit means you have something over after you know the government came and collected their tax and after you paid whatever you had to pay to create the product so it really means like there's some icing on the cake so to speak right. and you know you're not having like a dry cake but you have a cake that has you know icing and some decorations on it and that's basically what you want to take to a make sure that your business is running and there's money in your business. There's a really great book, and I'm quite sure you you've heard about it, Mustafa. It's um, Profit First yeah. by Mike Michalowicz, and he teaches that you know we obviously we have costs, and then we have the money we get in, and you know we deduct it, and then we have what's kind of left over. So the profit comes at the end. And he turns it on his hat. So with the money that comes in, you pay yourself first. And then you kind of distribute the money to different sources, like your expenses, uh, if you have people in your team, your team, and all of this. So you make sure that your business is growing and you actually have the money in the bank, not just on paper. And I think for a coach, and I know many coaches, they don't really like to look at the numbers and to do money tracking. And it just feels like, ah, it's in the way. But it's really important so that you know where you are in that coaching game. And, and if your business also works for you, because otherwise you're going to wake up one day, you work and work and work and you give and give and give. And then at the end of the day, there's nothing left for you. And A, that wouldn't be fair. B, that's probably not what you set out to do. And forget about the freedom that we talked about earlier that you probably desire. That's why you started what you do. And, you know, there's like the saying, like when your cup isn't full, you can't give. And that's also part of it. You have to make sure that your cup is full, all your expenses, everything is paid 
that you have that icing on the cake, that you have that extra that you can take and say, well, this is, you know, for my business, I put it aside so I know I can run two months, three months, five months, whatever it is for you without making any money. And I will always be in that comfortable place to know that all my bills are paid. So in case there is a difficult time, I still can relax. I still can sit, stay in my heart, come from my heart, be of service instead of now getting into that neediness energy where I push, where I struggle. And that really helps. And then on the other hand, there are your dreams. There are the things you want to do, spending time with your family, maybe traveling somewhere, taking out your loved ones to nice restaurants or, I don't know, going to Disney's, whatever it is for you, that's what the business is supposed to do as well because that's why you put your life force and energy in it so that you get something in return. Got so it. Very I hope I answered that question. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you surely did. So why are some coaches struggling with profits? What do you think are some of the root causes there? Well, so one root cause is that they have, a lot of them have a difficult time selling. So if you have a difficult time selling, you probably over time get discouraged and you, you know, your confidence goes down. And oftentimes I see that people who can't sell, they think the price is going to solve the issue. So their price points go down and down and down. And that's not helping with profits. That's not helping with, you know, having that healthy relationship in your business with your business. And that's one thing. The other thing is like being able to ask for money and being able to receive money. And also oftentimes coaches have this, look, I, I just want to coach, right? I love what I do. I Because I love what I do, I kind of feel I shouldn't get paid for it or I'm not allowed to take money for it. So let me just give whatever I have to offer because I'm so excited and already rewarded because I can coach you or whoever, you know, comes into the door. And these are the challenges that is a lot of mindset, right? It always starts with mindset from my personal point of view. Like once you've got your mindset in a way that it supports you, you can actually start to see things differently and to really have your business working for you. Absolutely. 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 Could not agree more. Um, what advice would you have for a, a coach that has a hard time asking or accepting money? Yeah. So how do they overcome that issue? Yeah, and this this is an issue that is like a, a onion, right? There's so many layers to it. One thing is that oftentimes people think if they ask for a price that has to do with them so they are so mm, they are their product which they are not but they feel like they are their product so it, it's like a really super personal thing to sell something then there's all the questions like the self-worth how did you grow up like where's your money ceiling right with some people they have a pretty low money ceiling so they you know they feel like 50 bucks an hour, that's a lot of money. And then if you have that mindset, you know, charging 100, 150, 200, or even, you know, in some cases, thousands of dollars, that's something they just feel so uncomfortable with because they have never been where they want to go. And one thing I learned rather early on being an entrepreneur was something that made me invest in my first like very high ticket program was that become the person you want to attract, become the client you want to attract. So if I have these challenges like the self-worth, putting myself, you know, making myself and the business like one, one thing instead of two <laughs> and thinking I have to work in my business all the time and the business is not really working for me you have like all these things you kind of need to straighten out and need clarity around 
because then you understand you have so much in store and that's because you know you look out of your eyes i always make that example right if you're not in front of a mirror you cannot see you as a whole person simple as that and you can look at your hands right maybe you know if you roll your eyes you can see the tip of your nose but th that's it you cannot see the whole picture everybody else outside of you is seeing you mm -hmm. and you might have noticed that people give you way more credit tell you that you are brilliant than you would do yourself mm -hmm. so we have these challenges with seeing our own words like how did we come here how can we do what we do today and being paid for it so if you're a coach right now and you struggle, I, I would just invite you to sit down and just write down, what did you do to get here today? Like, did you go to school? If yes, how long? Did you do homework? Did you get, you know, good grades? Like, did you struggle to something? Did you overcome challenges? Did you pay for mentoring, coaching programs? Like, how did you become the person you are today? Right. One, one thing, most of it, because I'm, I can be so confident in what I'm doing is because I've done over 80,000 calls. Like some people can't even pick up the phone 10 times. Yeah. You know how thousands of times I really had to overcome the challenge to pick up the phone and to dial the next number. Like, you know, people hanging up, people yelling at me, like, but there was also all the good stuff. And because I've been through that emotional roller coaster, I have experienced like the high, like somebody, you know, um, closing a six figure deal uh, with basically two calls or, you know, or like having the phone slammed and being screamed at. It's like I have the whole spectrum. So I also know how my so my clients, how they feel, what they think, what they fear. So look at you. What have you overcome? Maybe it wasn't cause, but I'm quite sure it was something in your life that nobody else has. Your clients haven't. That's why they come to you, because they want to experience what you have to offer. And we don't put that in the equation when we think about the value of the service we, we, we give people. Mm -hmm. right? I'm not always thinking about that, but I, I trained myself to, to think back and to to recognize and also to acknowledge the path I've taken. And it wasn't always easy. It wasn't, you know, it was never the, the straight line from A to B. There was always a detour, struggle, frustration, heartbreak, but there was also all the other amazing stuff. So, and every person has this, every single one. So look back, like, what have you done to become the person? And you realize how much money and time you've spent and, and sweat and tears to be here today. And Absolutely. even if you don't look at this, that's a package your clients are getting. They're not just getting the, hey, I have a coaching training and that's what I do, like 50 bucks an hour coaching. It's like they get everything and you can react and guide in a different way because you have those experiences and people don't value that enough and therefore they also struggle with you know asking their price love it so going back sitting down and writing down why what have i accomplished what are the hard times that i went through what have i learned what is like the different bits of wisdoms that i have what are the skills that i have and just making it a personal inventory mm -hmm. helps us understand. And because a lot of us, like we have this self-victimization approach, which is pretty common all over the world. Now, some places have more or less of them. We just don't give ourselves enough credit for yeah. what we know and what we're capable of. And your solution of sitting down and writing down here is a list of experiences like i love it like here are tough times or hard times that i actually went through and here's what i learned from it and i'm just going to share that advice and the process and the experience with other business owners and people that i just serve and support and that just gives us i guess more confidence yeah a lot more confidence and also when you think about what your clients are receiving right they 
if you if you are serving your soulmate clients, right? Those people that are there for you, that are waiting for you to show up, they need what you have, and you have that and that unique combination. So giving yourself credit and also understanding that it adds tremendous value to whatever you do, because you know, in an instant, maybe you can read between the lines or you can like after all these calls, I can hear in the voice of another person, like, what's this really meaning? And that's so valuable because you give your clients so much more than probably what you what you sold them. Absolutely. And one thing that I've experienced is once you create that list, you could just keep it handy. Oh, yes. At any point, you're not feeling good if someone puts you down or if your self-esteem or self-worth is down. Just by looking and going through that list again in a matter of seconds, you could just boost your spirit and, and you know, boost your confidence and get back on the phone and do what needs to be done. Yeah, totally. And and maybe to that list too, because you just reminded me of that, Mustafa, is like have a folder on your desktop, right? Where you put all the positive feedback you're getting, like everything, just put it in there, like do a screenshot, put it in there. And then, you know, if, if you don't have a day where you feel on top of the world or where you feel like beaten up or like you're losing, just go back to that and see how people appreciate you. Because oftentimes we have these strange filters where we just listen to our own feedback, which goes, I'm not fast enough. I'm not uh, far along. I should be there. I should have done this. By now I should be, I don't know, six figures, a million, whatever, right? I should have this kind of amount of clients and it's just we're beating ourselves up with those internal dialogues and then if you have such a folder where you see like what have you accomplished what made you the person today and you keep adding to it and then on the other hand in that folder you have all the beautiful feedback where somebody says well you are brilliant or you helped me with this or because of you i'm here now that is you know that is going to fill up your soul Absolutely. Oh, I, I have like firsthand experience with this. Like, like about a month ago, I was going through about 100 video testimonials from last year with our workshop. And I just I just didn't stop going through. Like I, I pushed it back because we had to go through and yeah, you know, pick the good ones. But yeah. then once I was going through the written and the video testimonials, I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> this is awesome. This is amazing. We yeah. do actually do good work, you know, because as yeah. what is your experience with like, and I'm sure you've worked with a lot of coaches and consultants all over, uh, over time. It's like, and something people, I think, build up in their mind is that once I reach this point, I'm not going to worry about things. Yeah. Right? As, is there a point where you stop worrying about different things and this, you know, the internal dialogues that are hurting us? Does that ever stop? I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know that you can really train yourself to not go there. Right? That you that you cultivate a self-talk that's supporting you. Because you know, when you beat yourself up, your your energy is like going down, right? You can feel right. it in your body. When you feel it in your body, people will see it. Like they look at you and think, like, oh, she's not doing too great today, or yeah. like, oh, he doesn't look too happy. And what people love to buy from successful people. I think that's something like very, very important. So before you go in a sales conversation or before you, I don't know, reach out or do a Facebook Live or whatever, like put yourself into a state where you have high energy, where you feel amazing, right? Like just leave your worries out of your office door. My my former boss, uh, when I was still in corporate, he always said, like, when you come to the sales floor, leave all your worries in the elevator. And, you know, that's obviously not something you can do from today till tomorrow. That takes a little bit of practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's so a habit to go back to the worries and to turn it and to spin it and. I think Mark Twain said that, like I had a thousand worries and 999 never came true or something like this. I, I don't know. I probably totally messed up that quote. But the idea is that we worry so much about things that will never, ever happen. Yeah. Well, don't waste your time. Look at what you can do 
if you can change it, change it. If you can't change it, well, leave it or, you know, get well used to it, like get the situation in a way. It's always how we perceive things that Absolutely. makes it feel better. I actually have a blog that I was uh, updating recently, and I think the title is How to Stop Worrying and Start Creating Results. Mm. And in there, I shared some stats that I learned from Earl Nightingale, where he says 30 or 40% of our worries are about things that never happened, don't have a chance of happening, and it just it just won't ever happen. And we just catch ourselves worrying about things that don't even have a chance of happening. And, uh, and, uh, what's your, um, what's the fix to that? Well, I think just being aware, like really being aware of what's going on in your mind, like listening to yourself basically. And as soon as you are aware, you can change things, but you can't change it as in your subconscious, because as it says, it's subconscious, you can't get to it. But once you start listening to yourself, once you start Oh, I just I just told myself oh, I screwed up or why am I so stupid today or why did I say that like stop it like as soon as you catch yourself stop it and find a way to reframe it right okay so if you beat yourself up say well next time I'm gonna do it better right Love next it. time I'm 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 gonna be aware and I'm gonna do it this way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love your response to that. Like the awareness yeah. piece is like, as long as, and I think to a certain point, I have trained myself personally to become aware of worrying about things that are real or not. The stats that I got is like only 4% of our worries. If we're worried about a hundred things, there are only four of them that you can actually do anything about. Yeah. Right. And become, becoming to that awareness of, this is actually real this is something i should worry about then we go about you know coming up with a solution and then the next steps to that yeah and, and be gentle to yourself right when i just butchered that quote earlier like i don't know a minute ago or two i could go in my head like oh my goodness i'm on this interview with mustafa and ah, i totally butchered that quote and blah 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 or I could say, well, okay, well, I didn't know it, so I better look it up, and next time I can say it correctly. Absolutely. So Absolutely. just you know, just be be okay with making mistakes. You you make a ton of mistakes anyway, so just be gentle with yourself and learn from the experience, and then know you always will grow. Like if you're curious, if you you know are in for a growth mindset, then nothing can go wrong you can always improve absolutely now uh, christine do you happen to have like a story around profits maybe at some point you were selling your stuff maybe cutting down the price and then later you realize this is not working then you maybe went through a transformation process do you have like a profit story well, I, I do not from my coaching business though but you know when i used to be in in corporate we had several options we could offer and what was really interesting is depending on what option you offered it you know it changed your commissions so i learned rather fast that you know offering the best package and not going down that road of negotiating helps me and my client right? Because they gotten the full thing. We didn't need to cut out anything. So they benefited. And at the end of the day, I benefited. And I always, I always loved that. And yeah, I, I was also known for, you know, selling the best packages, so to speak, because yeah. my, my mindset was like, no, I want them to benefit fully. So I'm, I'm not going to negotiate. And I also think like this negotiating thing, it depends a little bit who you serve, right? Obviously, if you if you go into a bigger company and you have to talk to HR and you have several decision makers, there's always going to be a little bit of negotiating. But when you are a coach and you you know you sell to the end user or end person that actually gets your coaching, don't even go there with your thoughts that the, your pricing is something to negotiate. 
Absolutely. What do you have to say to say about people who think if they sell their coaching at a lower price, somehow it would become more valuable or more people will like the service or product? What do you have to say to that? Yeah, that's that's always a tricky one that a lot of coaches fall into, especially when they're starting out. They think like the lower the pricing is, the more people they can serve. And that's actually not true. So I'm going to I'm going to share a story. Um, a friend of mine, uh, also a coach, had this cool thing that she thought, well, she's going to support her, her friend. And because it was a friend, it was more difficult as well. So basically, she ended up coaching for free. And her friend didn't really get results. She was not really happy with the coaching process. She just knew she was pushing and pulling and working very hard, but the friend didn't really have the transformation she desired her friend to have. And then a little bit later, her friend turned around, booked a high ticket coaching with someone else, which was a shock for her, but it got even worse. She then told her that her coaching didn't cost anything, so it wasn't worth anything. So let that think in, like, do you think you did all of your coach training, you became a coach, you're serving, you really help people with a transformation to give it away so that it is perceived as not worth being worth anything? Yeah. So, you know, if, if you are thinking about that and, you know, I'm not talking about like squeezing the lemon right? Get every cent that you can get. I'm not talking about that. Obviously, you need to provide more value than what you charge, right? It's, it's an energy exchange. And it's also an expression of value, right? If I buy something, I value a certain thing. That's why I give that thing, that service, money. And vice versa, if somebody buys my services, it's also how they value my work. So if you want to value other people's work, like become the person you want to attract, become the client you want to attract, then obviously you look at this. And if you have people that invest more in your coaching, you most likely see that they get better results. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, if you don't charge enough, you have two losers in the equation instead of a winner-winner. It's you not making enough money and probably struggling. And it's your client who is not committed enough and who doesn't get the results they could get if your investment was at the in a good spot or at the perfect space, place. Got it. Got it. So if someone is scared and they are, are scared or not comfortable charging what they they've been told or they think they should charge. Let's say they should charge a thousand bucks, but they, instead they turned around and charged a hundred dollars, right? Mm. What's the first step? How do we go about charging the right price so that they're comfortable with it and they could just, you know, yeah. comfortably sell that at the right price? Well, so again, that's mindset. And I usually see that in that journey, people are not really clear who they serve. Right, they don't really know who is their soulmate client. Like soulmate is someone for me that you know a person I would have over for dinner, right? A person I love to spend time with. Like when we go into coaching, I come with high energy, but I leave with even higher energy. Well, I also learn something from my clients. So that for me is a soulmate client. So if I have those soulmate clients. Like you both will be so excited to get to the session or the group coaching or whatever it is. You can't even wait for it. So when you look at this, a lot of people don't charge the right amount because they're not clear who is that person who loves to spend that kind of money on that coaching that you offer. That's the first challenge I see that there's not enough clarity. And then there's not like the understanding, like what do I really deliver? What do I bring to the table? And with that, the first exercise we discussed, you know, writing down what you have done to be where you are today, that's gonna help to give you a little bit more clarity because you might be surprised how much money and time you've spent 
or invested better in yourself um, to where you are today. And that that should, you know, that these two things should really help you to keep you from dropping your prices so much. Absolutely. I, I love that. Like how much time and money have you invested to get to where you are now? Yeah. And you wouldn't just if you if you actually sit down and go through the cost of creating you, you yeah. probably wouldn't give it away. You probably wouldn't. Like if even if you think like, you know, let's just say you became a coach, you're on coach training. The time you're on coach training is not just the money you invested, but the time and that time you could have been with your family. You could have been on the trip around the world that you desire so much. You could have whatever. So it's those opportunity costs. And I think oftentimes we we are not clear enough on what we actually invested. And then when you know you have highly invested in yourself, obviously, isn't it just fair to ask something from your clients back in return to what you can do for yeah. them right now? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us about the Profitable Coach Summit. Love it. The Profitable Coach Summit is really like 25 amazing experts, one of them being you, wonderful Mustafa, with, with your planning tool. And it's just, it's all the different areas we can cover in, in coaching, really. So we have energetic questions we we also um, address right how can you go into the flow we have like really practical things like time management we have you know how to go from one-on-one -on -one coaching to group coaching how can you design that how can you do webinars that sell if you want to go down and have webinars how can you do masterminds so that you are not stuck in the one-on-one -on -one coaching and you can even serve more people maybe even at you know a lower price point if you feel you have to which I, I don't think you have to put lower prices just because it's um a group right it really depends on what you what you offer so we have all these wonderful topics how to unlock the ultimate flow in your coaching business how to sell more with heart and authenticity by myself, <laughs> um, converting LinkedIn content and connections into conversations, how to get leads and clients through joint venture webinars, the four sales languages. So how do you talk to your ideal client? Um, then, you know, how to triple your revenue in one year with three simple steps, how to make money with a nonfiction book. I mean, it's just, it's so filled with so many great topics that, you know, I'm I'm overjoyed that we can bring that to the world and that all these wonderful experts have contributed to this project to help you to really become a profitable coach. Not a Absolutely. greedy one, a profitable one. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I've looked at the list. There are some really, really great coaches that are sharing stuff that they, usually they sell and they are sharing actionable tips in there. Yeah. And um, running a profitable business. I, I heard Dan Kennedy saying a business owner's or an entrepreneur's main job is to run and maintain a profitable business. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing, and I probably didn't say it exactly as he said, but it's amazing and mind-boggling how many business owners and entrepreneurs and coaches don't even think about profits. They're just like thinking and worried about getting busy and not thinking about, well, I've got expenses to pay and I got to make profits. So the profits pay for different things. So I really love the theme of your giveaway. And it is it is it is amazing. Yeah. What you've done in the lineup of and I feel honored to be, you know, among all these amazing coaches. Yeah, and sharing. I mean, you shared some incredible tips and strategies. So I highly recommend, like, even if you know more stuff already, like, come and check it out. I'm quite sure there's a golden nugget that you haven't heard and that you can, you know, make a note or take notes and then implement. Because I, I think it's so important that we have those actionable steps 
that we can, you know, try things out and see. It's like putting on new clothes, right? You want to see like, ah, oh, does this fit? Is this too tight? Is it like, is it aligned? Do I feel like I'm in resonance with the thing? And just learn from these successful entrepreneurs because they all started at zero, right? We, we, we didn't wake up and, you know, were profitable overnight or had clients or programs or whatever it is. So I think by honoring like that journey that we are all on, you can be so inspired by seeing what's possible. And it's not one of those like, you know, get rich overnight scheme things. It's really like, this is a story. This is how I did it. And, you know, it took years or months or whatever it is, but it's all with some practical steps. So you can start the minute you watch the training, you can take your notes and then, you know, start and hit it off and see how it changes your business absolutely so again if you're watching or listening the link is in the comments of the show it is in the description of the show and uh go check it out and i mean i mean it's a it's a literally free summit we're 25 world experts in different areas uh, are helping you and sharing tips and resources and strategies action items and advice that you could use basically today to get uh, to get profitable and run a profitable coaching business so the link is there yeah um let me ask a couple of um is there anything else that you would like to add about the summit that we haven't talked about well i think not for the summit. It's just amazing. Don't miss it because that's your opportunity, right? So I, I would highly recommend you sign up. It, it's for free. Like when you join us, uh, September 20th is the first day. So I highly recommend you sign up now. Um, there will be some um, panel discussions as well, some networking opportunities. So it's, a, it's really packed in a beautiful way to support you on that profitable coach journey. Absolutely. Gank, you have no, some people do, some people have no idea how much work goes into <clears throat> gathering 25 top of the line experts on the planet, put them together and have them share their resources. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, there's some good summits out there and some of them are not that great. And I can promise you this one is a top of the line business summit for coaches. So definitely well worth it. Let me ask a couple of questions and then we could uh, wrap up. What is a new thing that you have tried recently? A new thing I have tried recently, like in my business? <laughs> a life, business, you, it doesn't matter. Business, what a new thing I've tried recently. Oh my goodness. I think I was so busy with the Profitable Coach Summit. Like there, there were so many new ideas and new things and you know, I, I learn myself when I interview these experts and when, you know, when I listen to their advice and training. So, yeah, what, like, what's a tangible, like a new thing? Personal yeah. or business, doesn't really matter. Yeah, interesting, right? Right now with that question, I feel like um, I, I just spend time at my desk, which is not, not true. <laughs> Personal, a new thing. Um, New food, new activity, well, new new kind of pasta today. Does that count? <laughs> new pasta? New kind of pasta, like in a way. Right. Yeah, so I, I you never... tried a new kind of pasta? Yes. That counts. Was it good? It was very good. Right. It was even better. I didn't need to make it. <laughs> oh, you made it yourself? No, I didn't. I was I'm saying like I didn't need to make it. That was even oh, the okay, good. good. Tell us about your top favorite books. Well, my absolute favorite, where what helped me so much in getting started on that entrepreneurial journey is The Go-Giver by Bob Burke and John mm -hmm. Dillon. I can highly, highly, highly recommend this because it gives you that permission to give first, but then mm -hmm. also to receive. Yeah. And being authentic, I think it's so important to, to be you. There's 
if, if you're not in that place yet, you will feel how that pressure, like it's like a boulder is falling off of your shoulders because you don't go for, I should be like this person because then, you know, I'm more successful. I should dress like this or behave like this because I think that's what that successful person does. Like the, you know, there's so much pressure to it. Just be you. People will love you for who you are. And those people who don't, well, these are not your people. <laughs> you know, it's pretty simple. And yet it's not easy. Absolutely. Love it. I've read that book multiple times and I yeah, like I'll the probably whole read it now like once or twice a year. Yeah. Really amazing book. What's one advice that made a massive change in your life? One advice. Well, I, I would actually say going back to the book, like being authentic and being okay with who you are, like make peace with <laughs> the person you are. You can always evolve you can always grow but being gentle to yourself and then take it one step at a time right oftentimes we we dream big or if we if you're not dreaming big i highly recommend dream big and and then we have these ideas and you know we are impatient because that should have already happened like you know i don't know like all these crazy ideas like oh my goodness not married yet and already 30 or like stupid stuff like that's not important like what's important to you like really figure out what makes your heart sing and then go for it mm -hmm. you just have this one life and I, I think because you know we obviously we live it we're so busy living it that we forget sometimes to really put the effort in to figure out what is it that i really want what do i want to accomplish what do i want to experience while I'm here, while I'm happy, healthy, functioning, whatever it is, like, don't, don't put it off. Don't put stuff off because you never know how long you have. Absolutely. 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 Getting to yourself and identifying what really makes you happy, what gets you going, what gives you energy, what yeah. would you spend time on if you had a choice and then going for it. I really like that advice. That's amazing. What advice would you give your 20 year old self? <laughs> relax <laughs> yeah, all right. what's the story behind that <laughs> well you know being busy like following the good girl path like be good in, in school get good grades you know so that you can go and study and then when you study you get a better job and blah 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 like relax like listen to what your heart says and follow your dreams and not the dreams of other people even though you love them, it's it's at the end of the day, it really is about you. And the more fulfilled you are, the more you can give, the more fun you have, the more excitement you have, the more life force you have when your heart really sings. And there's nothing more devastating, like waking up, realizing, oh my goodness, my life looks so good from the outside, but inside I feel so freaking empty and I don't even know why. Because I got the promotion, I got the nice apartment, I got the guy, I have the vacation, whatever it is. It's, it's not, if it's not yours, it's not fulfilling and it's a pretty big disappointment. And, you know, I can tell you because then I got that, have the t-shirt. So don't do it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. The idea of relaxing and, and, and uh, not worrying about things is, 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 is yeah. crucial. Very important. Yeah. Very important. And I think once we're relaxed, we're more confident too. Absolutely. And you're more creative, right? Mm -hmm. You're always like under tension and stress. You can't see as much you can't feel as much you're so busy and as soon as you allow yourself to have the space right maybe you know i love to go on on nice walks and then you get these wonderful ideas that if you just hustle 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 and you run from one appointment to the next if you don't have the time take time for you like put yourself, like put yourself first really that's what it is it's not egoistic it's self-care because yep. the more you take care of yourself, the more you have, the more you can give. So if you really want to be that heart-centered person, that coach, that serves, 
you need to make sure that your cup is like overflowing and then give from that overflow. Absolutely. Yeah. Taking, it's like something you owe it to yourself. You've got yeah, to take care of yourself. I don't realize, right? Because we're busy, we need to function in the setting we are in. We're grown up a certain way, we're conditioned a certain way, and we have a certain belief system that's not always serving us. Absolutely. And I've, I, I don't know who I heard this from, but the saying went something along the lines of if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of others. Yes. Especially as a coach. If you as a coach don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of your clients. Yeah, so. it's, it's the same with like, if you don't love yourself, how can you expect for other people to love you? Exactly. Same, same idea. Beautiful. Yeah. Christine, this has been an absolutely amazing um, conversation. The idea of helping coaches boost their profits or become more profitable or becoming profitable to begin with is a novel idea. And I really love what you're up to. Um, is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I, would, I would love to leave people with the idea that sales is love. And the beauty with love is the more you share it, the more it grows. So if you really have your soulmate clients and you serve them, you serve them well, then you share that love. So selling becomes so much easier when you think of it as sharing your love than when you think of, oh my goodness, I need to make X amount of dollars. Love it. Love it. I mean, if, if, if what you're doing truly believe brings value to people and it helps them and helps them fix problems and challenges and, you know, take them to the next level, then you would sell it with love and you wouldn't hesitate or sit back. Absolutely amazing. Beautiful. Gang, thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching or listening, please make sure you like the show and share this episode on whichever channel you're uh, listening or watching with other people. Um, the summit, the Profitable Coaches Summit is happening within this week and next week or so. So sharing the link with other people, uh, you would deliver value to them and open the door to a a very big list of resources for them for them to you know tap into and uh, make their business more profitable so please like share subscribe if you have any questions for me or christine put them in a comment in the chat or in the chat box and we'll get back to you and if you have any topics that you would like us to cover or if any any given person you would like me to interview leave their name below and we will reach out to them Thank you for joining us. My name is Mustafa Hosseini. Have yourself a great week, a profitable week. And we just shared, uh, Christine just shared 25 resources for you to have a more profitable week, month, quarter, and year or life, perhaps. So go in there, tap into it. Thank you, Christine. Appreciate you. Thank you. I'll let you go back to sleep. I know it's late. <laughs> and, um, I'm sure I'll talk to you more soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye-bye.